Sasuke goes for it again. Oh, he just can't do it. You just cannot be that good. That is an amazing goal. I think you scored a goal every time he's had a shot. What's going on, guys? And welcome to a season finale of the 50 Plus One Football Podcast, your home for all things Premier League and Bundesliga. I'm Billy. And if I'm the Premier League, then he's definitely the Bundesliga. It's Lewis. Damn. Okay, I love that. But that's that's the way you end the season. That's the way you end the season. Perfect metaphor. Yes, guys, we will be doing a season wrap-up of the Bundesliga and the Premier League, which includes a player of the season, a team of the season, a coach of the season. And let's just face it, we're going to end up going off on tangents all day long by just doing that. So without further ado, let's launch into the season review of the Bundesliga. Harlan's volley is beautiful beyond compare. So obviously 10 titles will be the headline, but the 10 titles also have some sub headlines, which I'm really, really happy about. And it's not Dortmund making the obligatory second place. No, no. It is who got the Europa League spots this season. It's so, I want to say unexpected, because not only did Union get it, but also Freiburg got Europa League as well. And Cologne, who last year were relegation candidates, are in the Conference League next year. But after like three or... Eight teams from the Bundesliga playing internationally, more than the Premier League, more than La Liga, and obviously more than the French and the Italian leagues, but who cares? It's the most teams playing internationally. So, you know, everyone, the best one was uh, Ransport uh, saying, um, or they made a meme that were like, oh, Bundesliga is a farmer's league. And then it was just a picture of Tony Stark with, with his hands outstretched. And it was like, you know, all eight teams who are in international competitions next season. I was just like, mm-hmm. hell yeah. But it's, it's so ridiculous because, I mean, one, Frankfurt's Europa League run was ridiculous. I mean, to, be, to be 11th in the league and playing Champions League football. I mean, we, we'll completely brush over the fact that had they not won that, Oliver Glasner probably would have been one of the ones getting the sack. In the big, you know, managerial guillotine that is the Bundesliga at this point. But we will come to that later on. The way that Freiburg played, the way that Union played, it's a credit to Urs Fischer and Christian Strike. Yeah. And I'm just going to put it out there because we, we are going to do our, our team of the season, our player of the season, and whatever. But the coach of the season has to be Christian Strike. Okay, you say that, Christian Streich, but I'm still like, the... here's the thing, right? Oliver Glasner, it's hard to put in there because obviously 11th in the Bundesliga, but he still managed to get a Europa League title when I'm pretty sure no one had him down for that, especially given the way Frankfurt started the season. Remember that? Everyone was like, oh boy, here they go again for the uh, next relegation candidate. Um, But they managed to, one, pull themselves out out of that and two, go on to win a European Cup. They they have they brought more glory to the Bundesliga than Bayern did this season internationally by a long shot. All I'm that, that's that's true. You're right. That's a hundred percent spot on. But what I'm just gonna say 
it's the Bundesliga yes, coach yes, of yes, the season, not yes. the Europa League coach of the season. Because yeah. let's be honest, in the league, they have been nothing short of woeful. For the, for the team they've got, yeah, 100%. Um, so, I, okay, but I'm still going to make a plea for Union Berlin because they were one point behind fourth place Leipzig. One point. One point away from Champions League football for a team that in 2019 was still not in the Bundesliga and had never been at that point. This is only the, the like they they hadn't seen the top flight of German football ever before they got promoted. And now they are within one point of the Champions League. And taking a look at with what money and what resources they did it with, especially comparing them to the counterparts, Hertha Berlin, who are right now celebrating the uh, near relegation, but still managing to stay up. Like it's a freaking title, and they went and spent hundreds of millions. I don't know. For me, Chris, I, like I told you before, we made the, before we started recording, it's a toss up for me between Ulf Fischer and, uh, and and Christian Streich, because obviously Christian Streich not only got Freiburg that far, he also got them into the final of the DFB guys. So it's wow. See, it's difficult because there's this thing in in the Premier League and in England where a team will come up from the Championship. It happened with Leeds a little bit. It definitely happened with Sheffield United where teams don't know how to play against them. Yeah. So they they underestimate them, but they also struggle. They then work out how to play against them and they desperately struggle in that their second season, it's called second season syndrome, which we haven't well, yeah, seen from Union. They've exactly. Exactly. The second season, the second season syndrome just didn't kick in with them. It just didn't happen. Everyone was like, ah, it's kind of it's, it's gotta come at some point. It's gotta come at some point. And everyone's like, well, uh, when? When is this when is this going to happen? So if we're being honest, I'm I'm gonna put it out there. Wills Fisher, the underdog in that, if you will. Okay, okay. You've you've I'm going with the underdog. I mean, I'm going. I've I've got some weird thing for union berlin anyway but i was about to say how are you not jumping on this more how are you not telling me that you know union should be where they're at like this come on poor from you i was trying to be you know non-biased professional broadcasting man and mm-hmm. go for christian strike but you've turned me around and i'm going with us fisher good lad good lad I think it's going to be easy to decide on player of the season, though. Oh yeah, the, the, not not much of a not not really much of a com- competition on that front. Like in, in all honesty, put me out of my misery. Did you or did you not write down Christopher Nkunku? I believe I did, sir. Again, how can you? The numbers. How this can you year, not? His numbers He's... this year have been ridiculous. ridiculous. It, nothing, nothing short of a masterclass. And the fact that he doesn't have multiple clubs gunning for him has me at a loss for words, really. Well, I mean, yeah, 20 goals and 18 assists. Okay, so 33 goal involvements. Yeah. Speechless. And we're going slightly off topic, but uh, Mike Mignan, I think that's how you pronounce it, the AC Milan goalkeeper, 
both him and Nkunku, ex-PSG. Uh, Mainan was keeper of the of the season in Serie A, and Nkunku was player of the season. In the and he's just got better and better each year. He's been at Leipzig. Yeah, I mean, want- the, it'll be another. It'll be another big name player leaving Leipzig if he does end up going. But I think the price tag of about seventy five to eighty odd mil is definitely limiting the field, especially when you take a look at you know the contracts that. PSG have just given to Mbappe, which basically take PSG out of the running for any winger or striker at this point. Because, you know, a hundred million signing bonus. I mean, the, the guy, the kid doesn't even know what to do with that money. I, I could talk, we could do a, a whole episode on this and completely. Oh, a hundred percent. going off topic. The here. structure of PSG to shreds. But I think we should start with our team of the season. Okay, that team of the season that you sent me from Twitter, that guy was smoking crack. It had to be. Yeah, I did a bit more digging, and it's done on... I couldn't work out what it was done on. Because I was about to say, because he had the whole Bayern back line there. Bayern's back line did not deserve team of the season this season. It couldn't have been uh, average ratings, because Bayern haven't been that good. Well, at least their back line haven't, yeah. In fact, there's only two Bayern players in my team of the season this season, compared to last year, when I think there was about seven. Yeah, no, Bayern, that was one of the things as well. A lot of people were saying Bayern only needed two very good months to win them the title this season, because the rest of the competition are always going to get caught slacking. And all they have to basically do is have two good months where they manage to get well enough ahead of the rest where they basically only have to perform as good as their competitors, which hasn't been very good this season, and they will still stay that amount of points ahead if you get my drift. Yeah, it's that thing we see every year. Bayern will steam ahead. Then they'll drop off, but then Dortmund, Leipzig, Leverkusen. They all drop off at the same time, so yeah. it doesn't matter because the, the, the points, the, the, the gap in, in, in points stays the same. Basically, put it this way, Bayern's season is basically not it's it's the best way to describe Bayern's season was to look at Leroy Sané's uh form over the course of the season mirrored one like literally one to one mirroring right there turned up the first half of the season especially good right right around you know before christmas and then second half of the season went downhill and that was basically akin to what the whole Bayern team produced in a sense Okay, so last year we did it. We named each position and then argued. I think this year, do you want to try it a little bit differently and name the 11? Yeah. Hear the other 11. And then we each get three vetoes of a player if we don't think they're, they're right. Okay, okay, I can, okay I, can, so I can see that. You're German, it's your country, it's your league. I'll let you go first. All right. Um, in goal, I'm going with Mark Flecken, Freiburg. Sorry. I'm going to write these down so I don't forget. Yeah. Mark Flecken, Freiburg. Uh, Freiburg. Um, I'm actually going to be taking a couple of guys out of the Freiburg back line because obviously Schlotterbeck and Günther, I think, definitely had a massive role to play in getting Freiburg to where they are. 
just it can't be it can't be overlooked. Um, going with jo- Josko Guardiol from Leipzig because I think if anyone could have foreseen what he did or what he was going to do this season, I would have said hats off because I did not I did not peg him to get into the starting eleven for lack of a better word, uh, at Leipzig. I didn't think it was going to happen. I honestly didn't. Okay, continuing to add the fourth guy to my back line. Might be a little bit of contention here, but I think Evan Dika from uh, Eintracht Frankfurt definitely, definitely turned up. And, you know, he wasn't getting that much game time in when, when, he, when he was first bought, you know, given he was 19. But he's definitely, even for his still young age, producing big numbers. So I'm going to put him at center back with Schlotterbeck, got Günther and Gvalio on the fullback positions. And we shall move into the midfield where obviously, you know, Christopher Nkunku is going to be part of that. No doubt. I'm going to go with Jude Bellingham, center defensive midfielder. Um, Many people will be screaming for Joshua Kimmich. For me, nah, not his best season. He definitely had better seasons. I'm remembering the triple winning season for Bayern where he was the best midfielder in the world, in contention at least. Um, this season, he was not there. I, I'm sorry, it just wasn't, wasn't happening. You might get me for this now, for this next one. But a central midfielder who I think did the business and produced, even though his team didn't, Vima from Bielefeld. Always produced. Always produced. I know it's, it's out there. It's out there. But he did produce. Wing, left wing, obviously, Christopher Nkunku. I already said it. You know, it's hard not to take the player of the season and put him in your team of the season. I don't know how FIFA always do it. Center attacking mid, even though he ripped his ACL, Florian Wirtz. I'm sorry. The guy was insane. He was insane. Um, For right wing, it's a little bit of a toss-up. I don't know. Because in all honesty, there weren't, there wasn't a right winger who I would say every every team every week would really surprise me, but I guess maybe Diaby then from Leverkusen. Um, and then up top, I've gone with Robert Lewandowski because obviously took home the goal-scoring cannon, which is our version of the golden boot. And, you know, he still did score his solid 35 goals in 34 games. You know, just the 35 in this season, not the 41. But yeah, contention. There's a lot of similarities. Okay, so just list yours off and then we'll then we'll go through. Okay, so I was I was struggling mm-hmm. for goalkeeper between Kevin Trapp Ooh, and yeah. and a goalkeeper. It sounds weird picking a relegated goalkeeper. Stefan Ortega. I did go with Stefan Ortega because he, yeah, he okay. is leaving. Oh, he deserves a Bundesliga starting spot, 100%. So I went with Stefan Ortega. 
Okay, uh, I, get, I can I can definitely I can definitely see that. I too have Schlotterbeck and Gavardiol in my back four. My guy. But my full backs are Jeremy Frimpong. Fair enough. Okay. And Raum from Hoffenheim. Yeah, okay. David Raum, I can I can 100% understand. He's kind of like the shooting star in Hoffenheim's back line as well. I did think about Gunter. For me, he was definitely part of that. I do like him. I'm 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 gonna stick to my guns on Gunter for left back. The the holding position, I went with Jude Bellingham as well. Yeah. I've got Musa Diaby on the right wing. Fair enough, yeah. Had him. I've got Christopher and Kunku at one of my ten positions. Oh, okay. So not on the wing. My left wing is Gerrit Holtman. I I can see it. My other ten is uh, Vincenzo Grifo. Cool. And, of course, uh, Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a given. Do you know what? I'll seed my left wing to you, and I'll move Nkunku to the 10. Because, let's face it, he does play every attacking position. There is a cross, you know, that basically center attacking, mid, right wing, left wing. He can, he can basically do it all. So swap out um, Verts for Holtman and move and Kunku into a 10. Yeah. But then who, if you were going to play 4-2-3-1 and you had to pick a second holding midfielder? Uh, t- to be honest, I was thinking about this. I, I am willing to give up Grifo and give, you know, much needed praise to Vimmer. Fair enough. Especially because how young the kid is. Again, would not be surprised if he wasn't there next season. There you go. Okay, so team of the season, Ortega or Flecken? I'm sticking with Ortega unless you can convince me otherwise. Because some of the saves Ortega made, like Flecken had a better defense in front of him. Yeah, but Flecken still had to make saves every every game. I mean, my fantasy team definitely proved this. I'm bringing the fantasy team in because he was definitely, definitely brought in points. I don't want to talk about the Bundesliga fantasy team. Yeah, okay, because I cleaned the floor with you, didn't I? I was like 600 points behind in the end, and I really don't know why. I'll just give you a little, little, uh, little bit of a stat here. Flecken had 207, Ortigo had 181. Okay, I'm okay. I'll, I'll give you. I'm sorry I had to use the Bundesliga. I know it's not exactly professional to use the freaking fantasy team because they count everything. But at the I'll, end of I'll the give day... You, I'll give you Flecken only if I can have uh, Raum instead of Gunter. Yeah, but Gunter's not at right back. I'd glad you're at right back. But Gunter's a left... A le- he's a left wing back. He's not a left wing back. He's a left back. Well, a left back. And so, so is Raum. So can we have Raum at left back? Oh, Raum. Ah. Come on. He's 24. Give me David Raum. Fine. A small Fine. victory. And uh, in return, I'm willing to let you keep your right back. Who was Guardiola? Because he can also play right back as well as center. Oh, sorry. I'm willing to let you keep Indica. There we go. I'll take that. I'll take that. Because I'll, I'll be honest, in my uh, in my want to have players in their correct positions, 
Oh yeah, that is a very big pet peeve of yours, isn't it? <laughs> uh, once, once I'd filled my centre back spot, I kind of discounted Evan and Dika, but he was very good. So in that no. case, the fifty plus one Bundesliga team of the season, Mark Flecken in goal. Yes, sir. At left back, now we've cleared yes. that up. David Raum. David Raum. <laughs> Schlotterbeck and Ndika at centre-back and Gavardiol at right-back. Jude Bellingham and Vimmer in the sixes. Yes. Musa Diaby, Christopher Nkunku and Gerrit Holtman in an attacking three behind Robert Lewandowski. Sounds pretty good to me. Coach, Coach of the first Fisher. Yes. There we go. Love that. And the player of the season, Christopher and Christopher and We've gone through the whole thing. I think before we praise, yeah, we move on. We have to talk a little bit about the bad because we can't just praise the, uh, heap the praise in the Bundesliga because the bad was pretty bad. I mean, Greuther Fürth, basically cannon fodder in the Bundesliga, as sad as it sounds, already relegated well in advance. Um, Bielefeld also... You know, they managed to stay up for more than one season, but then, you know, end up now going back down to the second Bundesliga. As sad as it sounds, it's not that surprising. Their team only had, you know, a couple of highlights, you know, Vima, Ortega, and the rest of it kind of just, it, it wasn't Bundes, really the Bundesliga level we need. And then you've got the traditional clubs in Hertha and Stuttgart. Stuttgart managed to, you know, save themselves by the skin of their teeth. Hertha... How many times do we have to, you know, criticize them this season? More times than I, you know, can count. And this is why the playoff, relegation playoff doesn't sit too well. If you're going to do it, have a one leg at the Zwei Bundesliga side's home stadium. Because then I would live in a world where Hamburg are back in the top flight. (laughs) Actually, no, because Hamburg lost at home. (laughs) Oh, shit, they did. They won the first leg. Oh no, he's had a nightmare there. Oh god, let's move on to the managers before he keeps talking anymore. I, I hereby uh retract everything I've ever said about German football. I've clearly not qualified enough to talk about, <laughs> but let's talk about managers that can't do their jobs properly instead of me that can't do my job properly. Well, Hertha had three this season, and <sighs> Felix Magat was basically like the firefighter who came into the last second and saved them. Um Still never been relegated in, uh, in Germany, though, if we ignore Fulham. Yeah, exactly. So, Sandro Schwarz, who used to coach uh, Mainz, is up for the job there. The little iffy thing, he's the only man- German manager who had a job in Russia before the Russian invasion of Ukraine and is the only German manager who is yet to resign and is still taking Russian money. Yeah, that's... That's just that's not going to go well with anyone. That's just not going to go well. It, just Their own that, are gonna... it still doesn't sit well with me. I mean, he's literally taking the money from the state that is, you know, for lack of a better word, sponsoring terrorism against the Ukraine. So let's just uh, quickly run through the managers who, come the end of the season, the axes came out. Jesus Christ, there was a lot Ad- of them. Adi Hutter was let go at Gladbach. You have to say deservedly. Yeah, it wasn't a great season. Uh, Marcus Weinzierl. That wasn't a bit of an injury. He axed himself in the final press conference, just out of the blue. Didn't tell the management or anything. It was like, bye. 
which I kind of respect out of yeah. differences with the board, which means, you know, they were clearly either going to sell someone he didn't want to be sold or he had no control over who he was going to bring in. The next one to go was Florian Kofeld. Again, second manager that Wolfsburg have had this season. Well, I mean, Mark van Bommel can't get his subs right. So that was remember that. <laughs> That's up there with my moments of, uh, of the season. <laughs> I know it's not the it's not the Bundesliga, but to bring on an extra sub, it's up there with Bayern playing with twelve men. No, it's not because he brought on an extra sub and he you played, had an extra man on the field. Yeah, but the extra man on the field was there for thirty seconds tops. This guy he brought on an extra sub and he played. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I can't. A, this mistake wasn't rectified after thirty seconds. Like, come on. I can't, can't defend, defend it. Cannot yeah. defend it. No, who was let go at Hoffenheim? Uh, Sebastian Hurnis, nephew of the great, great early Hurnis, uh, was, was let go by Hoffenheim. I don't and, know about that one. Nor do I, but the one that I think a lot of people outside of, you know, the Dortmund elite, the Dortmund faithful, Marco Rose... It wasn't a sack. Well, it was a sacking, but it was a. We've spoken. We both agree it's not working. Let's just. It was a. She dumped me, but it was a mutual dumping. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and because it's okay, not, but here's here's the thing, right? Season. If you're Marco Rosa, he comes in at the beginning of the season. Edin Terzic has just won the DFB Pokal with Dortmund after having gotten a decimated Dortmund when Favre was let go. So knowing the whole time that basically your successor is already pre-programmed is, and is just sitting a couple of seats higher than you must be a little bit of a pain in the ass, to put it lightly. Well, you read all these things, like the players loved Edin Terzic. Which is why he's back. Which is why <laughs> he's got the job again. But <laughs> it's that kind of thing. It's like, it's like having your parents divorced your dad being your hero and yet you have to listen and do what your stepdad tells you, even though you can see your dad, like the other side of the road type. That's how close he was. Well, yeah, he was a technical director. He was literally sitting in the pre in the, in the VIP box, like, uh, like about 20 feet up. So just quickly, because there's only been three that have been appointed out of the possible uh, vacancies. I just want okay. whether you think there's, they're going to be, a success or whether you think they're like a a risk or or a failure. So we'll start with Edin Terzic at Dortmund. He'll be a success at Dortmund because he's already been a success at Dortmund. Given the time, and now Dortmund are making investments. They've already got, you know, as we know, Schlotterbeck, Zülle, Adiemi, and now even Sali Özcan. They definitely have a team getting together and now a manager who definitely you know, is Dortmund through and through and has already won something with Dortmund, which is not something a lot of the managers who have been hired by Dortmund in recent years can say for themselves. Terzic definitely, yes, will be successful. There we go. The next one, your old friend. Niko Kovac. I've, I'm sorry, like, yes, at Bayern, he probably wasn't the right manager, but I still respect the fact that in his first season, he managed to win a double, which looking back, it's definitely harder to win the DFB Pokal than 
it is to win the Bundesliga. And if Bayern won the DFB Pokal again next season, I would actually be jumping up and down because I haven't won it in a little bit. Um, and Wolfsburg also seems the type of team, you know, the expectations aren't too high, like at Bayern. So he doesn't have that much pressure. So I'd say he, I'd say he does well. Now, th- this one already, depending on who Hertha get and who Augsburg get, is already my favorite for first to Elegation. go. <laughs> and it's Andre, is it Brighton Ato or how you pronounce it? Brighton Reiter. He used to co- he, he coached Pader, Paderborn when they managed to get up to the Bundesliga. And he most recently won the Swiss Super League with FC Zurich. So it's a bit of a weird one. He's probably the least prestigious of the managers that have been appointed. But that's the topic for another time. It's now time that we take a look at the Premier League, which had one of the wildest, most mental final days. So let's dive straight into it. Salah! Well, uh, Liverpool won't win the quadruple, which Billy, I think, is happy about. Um, City again, you know, think about the fact that Liverpool have now had two seasons over 90 points and still in both of those seasons not won the league. That's got to hurt. You say that, but it's just at the wrong time. Yeah. You know, Jurgen Klopp's rocked up at the. Uh, unfortunately for for Jurgen Klopp, and unfortunately for Liverpool, he's rocked up at the same time as Guardiola. As Pep, as Pep Guardiola, had it been a few years earlier, and it had been against Mancini or Pellegrini, then Liverpool would have had three or four. Yeah, <laughs> and I've spoken to a couple City fans. Uh, one one I work with one of my mates and one of the guys we went to uni with. Mm. And it's going to sound controversial, but James reckons that was a better experience for him than the Aguero moment. I don't know about that one. I don't think anything, me, I mean, I'm very much unbiased and I would say, screw the Centurion season, screw the season where, what was it, uh, Liverpool 97 points and City had 98. Screw this season where City had 93 and Liverpool 92. I'm sorry, but winning it over your City rival on the last day in that fashion, I couldn't think of any better way to win a, win a league title than that. That is literally the stuff that the stuff of dreams. I'm definitely saying hell. I'm, I'm calling BS on that one. I'm sorry. Well, I wouldn't know because it didn't. I was about to say you were on the wrong end of that. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for that. Do you know what? You... Do you know what? No, I hope every player leaves your club. Sorry, that was spiteful. I'm sorry, that. but they already are. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Let's not go into that now. Uh, Big laughing too, right? Oh, yeah, but the tears are real. <laughs> Same as we did with the Bundesliga. Yes, sir. But you're going first this time. Coach of the season quickly before we start. I mean, it, it's a toss-up again. Obviously, we've already named both of them. It's a toss-up. But I, you can't take it away from Pep Guardiola as much as 
he may have had shortcomings in the Champions League. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp is just, as you said, come to the wrong era. I'm 100% saying um, I'm, I have to go with Pep Guardiola as much as it pains me because Jurgen Klopp is an unbelievable manager. I'd love to have him at Bayern. I went a different route entirely. Ooh. Oh, okay. You probably went with one of the uh, lesser known clubs. Did you go with Frank Lampard? Yes. Taking Everton <laughs> from 16th to 16th. And what did he do with Chelsea? Took for from- Frankie. Frankie uh, no. Lampard took Chelsea from fourth to uh, tenth, and Derby from second to second. Ah, that's the one. And lost the playoff final. Anyway, <laughs> I went with Patrick Vieira at Crystal Palace, and I will I will give you my reasoning because he was one of our pundits uh, for the Euros. Yes, and there was all this sort of apparently he's been interviewed or apparently he's this, 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 and this. We played five aside one day. We came back and he was gone. Like he was, he was palace manager. That was it. Like my guy. And everyone was, oh, it's a bit of a, he's just been appointed because of his name. He's just been appointed because of, because of who he is. He wasn't that good yeah. as, as niece manager. Yes. He, was, he was awful at, in the MLS. It was, he'll be the first to go was the, the general consensus. I would have, I would have definitely hopped on that bandwagon, hundred percent. And it's been not only did he kick an Everton fan, which was fantastic, and I fully support, <laughs> but he he made Palace this entertaining, dynamic side, which under Roy Hodgson they just weren't. You know, you say you you heap all the praise, and he definitely deserves it, but. Giving him now time to actually fully influence a transfer period. Crystal Palace, maybe to be Europa League contenders or Europa Conference League at least next season. It, it's, that's where they want, that's where he wants to take them. But they're losing Conor Gallagher as it stands. He was only on loan from Chelsea. Yeah. There's talk of them wanting him on a permanent, but until Chelsea get taken over, at the time of recording, they haven't been. It's been approved, but they haven't been yet. Their, Zaha always seems to have one foot out the door. But it's players like they've got Mark Gurhey, a young English centre-half. They've got Tyreek Mitchell, a fantastic young left-back. They've got Michael Elise. Yeah. They've got Eberet Seyeze. You know, if they can find a striker who can consistently score goals, because Benteke... I was about to say, Benteke is not exactly it. Well, they've got Benteke, who's not exactly it. They've got Odison Edouard, who, when he was at Celtic, was scoring for fun. And they've got Jean-Philippe Mateta, who they signed from Mainz. Who was also in the Bundesliga not getting, you know, the worst haul of goals, if we're being honest. He was good for at least 10. He's made them this... At the moment, it's a bit of a patchwork because he's not got every piece of the jigsaw. But that's why he's my uh, manager of the season. I mean, you've gone for the underdog. It's just, it's hard for me to I'm get on board with that. Own with words against you. I'm going to use your own words against you. Okay. Everyone loves the underdog. Oh, for... <laughs> you literally just said that to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, but my underdog in the Bundesliga managed to get within one point of Champions League football in the third season of the club's history in top flight football. Well, Palace were people's pick to go down. Yeah, but they were 11th at the end of the season. It's not about where you finish. It's the feeling you get from the team. That's it. Horrendously Ted Lasso. I was about to say, please. I'm still sticking with with Guardiola. Okay, look, I'm going to concede again because it's ridiculous. Because that Liverpool team are a different beast. And Guardiola still managed to beat them. Fine, you can have Pep Guardiola. I mean, if you haven't picked Kevin De Bruyne for your player of the season, I'm just going to stop recording right now. Oh, come on. Who do you think I am? Thank you very much. Of course I've picked Kevin De Bruyne for the, team, for the player of the season. KDB. I mean, obviously he's in my team of the season as well, but please do go ahead. Seeing as it is your country and you are the Premier League half of this whole operation, please, goalkeeper, take it away. Now... A normal person mm. would put one of the joint Golden Glove winners in goal, as Alice we've seen over the past. You know, as we've seen over the past three seasons. I'm not a normal person, of course not. I've gone for it? someone who I dished out a fair amount of stick to early I think on. I in know season. who? I think you know who it is. It's your friend of mine, Aaron Ramsdale. Oh yes, I was so yes. To his credit. Oh, some bangers has been ridiculous. Some of the saves he's made have been fantastic. And he's a vocal goalkeeper as well, which I love. And he took Ben Leno completely out of the running. And we're talking about a goalkeeper who was in Germany's national team. So, you know, Ben Leno was the, oh, it's just going to be Leno. It's just going to be Leno. Aaron Ramsdale was coming from a relegate. That was my thing. It was a relegated side. Yeah. My right back. Is Jao Cancelo. I've not picked Trent uh, because of his seeming inability to defend. Which, as fantastic as his forward play and his attacking play is, that's not his position. From what I've seen from Jao Cancelo, he can do both. I'm not. I'm not saying Trent's bad at defending. He's just not as good as Jao Cancelo, and Cancelo can also attack. Centre-back partnership, I think, probably picks itself. Van Dijk and Diaz. I really was torn between Diaz and Rudiger. I'm, I was about to say that that's the only one where I'm, where I'm, where I'm probably going to uh, go against you. I was torn between Diaz and Rudiger because you see how... Rudiger is the Chelsea back line. Yeah, you see how when he doesn't play and, you know, they have to sign someone to replace him now. And it's difficult, but I, I, I went with Diaz and uh, my left back, I've mentioned him already, is uh, Tyreek Mitchell from Crystal Palace. Just because, yeah. again, it's one of those ones he's come through and he is ridiculous. Recently made his England debut. So when we move into midfield, my holder, my anchor is Declan Rice. Yeah. It can't not be Declan Rice. Nope. Because he, again, if West Ham keep hold of him, fantastic. If With they that, sell what, him. Eight, that eight-year deal? Well, uh, he apparently turned that down. 
Well, yeah, because Mitch. he just knows that West Ham is just not – you can't tie yourself down with an eight-year contract at 23. No, you can't. Then my other two, it pains me, but it's, 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 it's a city double in midfield. I've gone with De Bruyne and Rodri. Oh, okay, okay. We'll, because, we'll, get to, we'll get to my team. You know, obviously, Kevin De Bruyne picks himself. Duh. He'd probably be in my in my team of the season for scoring four goals in a, in a game against Wolves because that was he completely ran that and he runs most games he plays it. Yeah, and Rodri has been sensational, Un, unsung, very underrated because he doesn't do anything flash apart from when he scored from like thirty yards out against Everton. <laughs> and then a bit of an unconventional front three: left wing of Min Son. Right wing, Jared Bowen, and Mohamed Salah through the middle. Okay, you're putting Salah through the middle. It's only so I can fit Jared Bowen. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Okay, well, I'll go with you on the right back, Joao Cancelo. Fair enough. So Ramsdale, I already said uh, we both had that one down. I'm going with Rudiger instead of Diaz, just because Rudiger makes the Chelsea back line. Okay. And left back... Andy Robertson. With me so far? I'm with you. I'm with you. Declan Rice, yes. But Rodri, I would be willing to kick for Gundwan. Gundwan, unsung hero in that ch- in that city midfield. Obviously De Bruyne next to him, but I would uh, knock um, Rodri for Gundwan. Because Rodri technically is a holding midfielder. Yeah, he is. But I just think he's been... He's done the dirty stuff. Yeah, but for me, Gundogan is just the one who basically, for all the praise that Kevin De Bruyne gets, Gundogan still brings so much, so, so much to that City team. And it's always like everyone's looking for De Bruyne in the starting lineup. And everyone, and I think a lot of people forget that Gundogan also starts so often for City. He was their top scorer last season as well. Exactly. Not to forget that. Um... I'm going with Mohamed Salah at right wing. Yes. Harmonson, left wing. And you can already guess who's coming into that center. <laughs> I don't deserve to call myself a United fan. I really don't. What's well, Harry Kane? No, it's not. How is it Harry Kane? Oh, my God. How have you picked Harry Kane? I mean, I was angry at myself for not putting Ronaldo in. 18 goals in the league. I'm sorry, but Ronaldo's not getting into... No, no. Why not? Harry Kane got less. He got one less, but he still got less. Yeah, but Ronaldo... Here's the thing, right? Harry Kane. Ronaldo, who's so... Like, Harry Kane also offered... It was the striking partnership between Homan's son and Harry Kane, which, which got me to do this. Because he, all, Harry Kane also fed Homan's son so many... And he yeah, did that okay, dirty I, work. Ronaldo, as much assist, as he probably as much as he did score one more goal, difference. as much as he did score one more goal, he didn't produce as much for his teammates. And I will stick to that. Uh, well, Harry Kane got nine. Ronaldo got three assists. So there you go. I mean, Harry Kane's got the same amount of assists as Paul Pogba, who's barely played this season. So you know, do. 
Yeah, but he does more. I, for me, he does more for the other attacking players at Tottenham. He's a striker. He's, he's, his aim is to score goals. Anyway, I will fight you till I'm blue in the face. I'm not having Robbo at left back over Tyree Mitchell. Fine, I'll concede. But I will give you Rudiger over Diaz because I was torn between Diaz and Rudiger. Good shit. And we had Rice and we both had KDB. Good one or Audrey? I know it's the team of the season, but purely off that five-minute spell against Aston Villa where they scored three goals. I know Rodri scored one of them, but Gundogan started and ended it. I will give you Ilkay Gundogan, but I'm going to go and argue for Jared Bowen over Harry Kane. Okay, how about we both kick our striking uh, options and put Ronaldo in there? Because no one wins, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. No one wins. Oh, no, that feels wrong. Well, why does it feel wrong? Because Ronaldo what? did still score more than Harry Kane. He's the second joint top scorer. I mean, he's a second. He's gotten the second most goals. Is it? Second? Yeah, but Jared Bowen got he got twelve goals and ten assists. Oh, sorry, no. Ronaldo third third most goals. Crazy though to think that you know as much as Mohamed Salah has been hyped up, Min Son got the same amount of goals as Mohamed Salah and. Definitely without penalties, without penalties. Ooh, juicy. I will. It's a hill I will die on. Because Gareth's Gareth Southgate's finally taken notice of Jared Bowen. Fine, because we also can I cross Harry Kane out? Yeah, and put Jared Bowen, and we'll play Salah through the middle. Yes. Yay! So the fifty plus one. Premier League team of the season. Aaron Ramsdale in goal. Cancelo at right back. Van Dijk and Rudiger at centre-back with Tyrick Mitchell at left-back. Declan Rice in the holding position. Gundogan and Kevin De Bruyne. And then Bowen, Salah and Son. Happy with that. Obviously, player of the season, Kevin De Bruyne. We'll give him the armband. Same with Nkunku. Duh. Managed by Pep Guardiola. Sounds like a plan. Well, I think that's probably enough for this week. I know there was a gap between episodes, but you lucky people, you got two this week. So one of them being the one where we re-recorded together when AT Sports took Munich. That's the name of that episode. Just one last thing. We mentioned it in the in-person recording that should Man City sign Erling Haaland they have signed Erling Haaland and uh, we will be having guests on over the course of the off-season and over the summer to dive deeper into that and we will be having a City transfers. <laughs> we'll be having a transfers episode and uh, the plan is to have a City person come on and tell us how they think that Erling Haaland will fit into their City team. Because obviously we don't quite know because we watch it from the outside, but someone that lives and breathes will have them and they'll come and explain to us 
how Erling Haaland fits into City and something in the pipeline. We're not going to say it just now, but something very exciting that we've got coming up very soon. But as always, for the last time in season three of the 50 plus one football podcast, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to 80 Sports News on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure to check our posts for the latest transfer rumors and, of course, the off-season episodes. And then make sure to keep your eyes peeled for the specials as well as Season 4 coming to you guys August 2022. But it has been so much fun for the third straight season in a row with all of you esteemed listeners out there from Billy and myself. Thank you so much. For the last time this season, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Keep calm and love the beautiful game.